You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. This is Tyson Holyfield. <laughs> the uh, rider's going to need to try to bite somebody's ear off in about the second quarter, I think. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't say it. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hook. And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra. Brazilian Ty is here. Or can we call him Brazilian Ty? Brazilian Ty? I don't know. I, I just came up with that right now. You can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for supper. <laughs> you know what? You told also, me you were going to buy had a, a smoker. I in like 48 days or in 48 hours. <laughs> 48 days would be impressive. Okay. You told me you were buying a smoker. I was uh, suspicious, but uh, you've actually used it more times than I thought you would already. So uh, I am impressed. Well, Uh, twice if you count seasoning it. Yeah, I'm impressed. You've used it two more times than I thought you would. Well, it's, uh, it's, no, I wouldn't say it's easier. Like, it's definitely better than having to slave over an oven or my barbecue that doesn't heat up over 400 degrees <laughs> well you got the super duper wi-fi edition yeah so i just i can i can see both tvs from the balcony anyway oh you're living the dream then yeah there's no mattress in the living room yet but i mean december is young <laughs> in other news today i had the very first christmas orange in my life I've never had one either. I uh, I don't know why either, I waited so long. To be honest, <laughs> dude, I had my I had my first butter tart. That's in true. Twenty nineteen. So that's true. It was the first time for everything. We're we're still learning. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm probably not gonna ever eat an orange though. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, doesn't surprise me. One <laughs> one little bit. Olive. All I've eaten for the last 48 hours has been pork tenderloin. Living the dream, buddy. Living the dream. And, and Coke. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> this episode of Two and Out is brought to you by ATB Financial. and They've got their very own uh, podcast called The Future Of, hosted by Todd Hirsch, ATB Financial's vice president and chief economist. And they're in their third season now. By connecting with industry leaders to uncover what's on the horizon for the things that mean the most to you, the Future Of podcast promises to give you insights to help navigate what is often an uncertain future. Explore how our economy and communities can not only brace for change, but embrace the opportunity it creates. Subscribe to the Future Of in the Apple Store, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. And connect with us at atb.com slash thefutureof. In the huddle with Karan Todd on the Two and Out podcast. 
All right. Maybe it is time just to get down to the nitty gritty here, man. The East and West finals coming up this weekend. Normally, well, they are Labor Day games, but these ones have a great cup berth on the line. The stakes are high. I cannot wait for Sunday, Ty. Oh, um, I'm going to be super hungover uh, and just crushing leftover brisket is my plan and just trying to uh, not take my usual hangover nap and and watch some great football. (laughs) The uh, Toronto Argonauts, the first place Toronto Argonauts, home to the Hamilton Tiger Mm -hmm. Cats. They played four times this season. The Argos winning three of them, but the rest of the stats, when I look at Toronto. How? how? (laughs) A first place team, man. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, Hamilton did have their issues at quarterback position, not running the football. Uh, I mean, Toronto pretty much was just catching them at the right times, it seemed, every time they they played. Uh, But, I mean, you look at the stats, especially, you know, the one that we kind of preached last weekend, and I kind of said it didn't matter that much. Turns out I was completely (laughs) wrong. Or not that it didn't matter that much, that I didn't really trust Montreal's because it wasn't just the Trevor Harris stuff, but, I mean, the turnover ratio. Uh, Toronto is minus 14 and Hamilton's plus 13. Like that's eighth and second place in the league. Yeah. Like I don't understand how odd or how Toronto won this division. Remarkable. And it's not like they just beat up on Ottawa all year. They beat Mm -mm. Hamilton three times and Mm -hmm. a six and two divisional record. They, they earned where they ended up. And I, I almost compare them a little bit to Saskatchewan. All of their stats are yep. kind of underwhelming, but they just gut out these wins somehow. Yeah, and at some point that catches up, you would think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm, I mean, I don't think Hamilton is Winnipeg, uh, you know, with it catching up, but they are definitely better. They're probably the... Well, I mean, Montreal's defense, I thought, was really good until Hamilton kind of threw that out the window a little bit. Um, but I mean, at some point the turnover ratio, uh, you know, the, the passing and rushing yards against, I mean, teams are moving the ball on Toronto at some point that has to catch up and yeah, it's only one game and, and you just have to worry about that one game. But um, at, at, I just, with with the, the way that Hamilton's coming in, I, I just don't see it going well for the Argos. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I I don't think it can be ignored. There's a lot of garbage off the field stuff surrounding the Argos right now, uh, and weird. <laughs> it's Damian Cox. Well, yeah, exactly, and a lot of it is rumors. You know, they, like a lot of it's unfounded. I wouldn't even call it rumors. I think it's just him trying to start because nobody likes him. Like nobody wants him on their shows. Nobody interviews him anymore. Like he's just he's it's he's looking for clickbait. Yeah, the headline is this the last game in the CFL for the Toronto Argonauts? <laughs> no, because they'll, they'll they'll win this somehow and go to the Great Cup. <laughs> So there's been a lot of talk online, and as a as somebody who likes to try to steer the conversation in a positive way, I, I think that 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes this stuff doesn't do the Argos any favor either. When no, and I didn't. I didn't even want to click on it because I know that's what they want. I but know. I had to read it because we have to know what he said. There's always negative stuff surrounding the team, and then other CFL fans mm-hmm. pile on the Argos for the situation I, there. And I mean, I make fun, yeah, but I don't want the team to fold. I know. I know. It's just it's just easy fodder. Well, I mean, <laughs> TFC gets people in the stands, but they have mm-hmm. bad TV ratings. The the Argos yeah. have great TV ratings and not many people in the stands. And <laughs> but if you go to the seating chart, I don't know. Sometimes it <laughs> I don't know why they just don't open up all the seats and then they uh, are charging 86 bucks for an upper deck ticket at a at an Argos game. Like wh- what yeah. are you doing? I you don't even pay that in Edmonton. You can get corner end zone for 25 bucks and then you want to sell me an upper deck ticket for that much. Yeah. I don't get it. It's just the the Argos get stuck in this hmm. this n- pile of negativity and nobody helps them out of it. No. Well, it's the easy story. Yeah. That is. It's like steroids in baseball. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, blindside hits in in hockey. The NFL, it's who knows at any given week as to what Antonio Brown has done that's stupid or Odell Beckham Jr. or whoever else. There's always an easy story to write. And it just seems that it's just, it gets fun on repeat and people read it retweet it every time it gets put out bitch yeah. and moan and they don't do anything to change it yeah and i guess that's kind of the climate of the world right now only the negative mm-hmm. stuff uh gets gets uh gets shared into the dark side you know what there is <laughs> there is some legit talent uh, on that toronto argonauts team mm-hmm. and uh they don't get talked about enough and i, I want to give credit to that argonauts social media team because they are boots to the ground all mm-hmm. the time. And, man, they, they got the new video up on their Twitter account they released on Wednesday, A Storm is Coming. Man, gets me pumped up. It's going to be yeah. great, I think, on a Sunday at BMO Field. And, and you know, this is the fifth time these teams have played, or yep. will be the fifth time. There's They already hate each other. Oh, <laughs> Like, this game could take five hours, and I am here for it. I don't care really who wins or who loses. Like, yeah, I have I have my bets, but I mean, I want to I want to see a fight. And, and put me on record, I don't think that the Ticat fans are going to outnumber Argo fans. Put me on record for that. I uh, I think there's going to be a lot of them there. Yes, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced they're going to uh, outnumber the double blue not. fans. I, I hope you're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's see it. Ticat fans, do your best. Do your best on Sunday. As for Toronto, it's hard to believe this is McLeod Bethel Thompson's first ever playoff game. And it's it's the game where he finally gets the keys to the team. He's in an East final position at home. The team's only lost one game at home. And I don't even know. Do we want to count that? It it was that game against Edmonton that didn't mean anything. Yeah, like, I mean... They win that game going away if all the starters play. Yeah, exactly. But I, I don't really think they cared 
about yeah, they being didn't. undefeated. They didn't care about that home record. And the same goes no. for uh, uh, Winnipeg, right? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't care about those last two games of the year, and uh, it showed, and they had two losses, but I don't think that affects them going into the to the Western final here. Uh, the Argos are going to have, it looks like, almost full strength here. Philip Blake, black, back playing center. Devaris Daniels missed the last game of the season. It looks like kind of just one of those veterans. Give him the rest. And then Eric Rogers coming back. We haven't seen Eric Rogers on the field for the Argos in uh, in a bit, but he's expected back for them this week. And that is good news for McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curly getting junior with full practice. Like he's yeah. a little bit banged up, right? Like, I mean, the weapons are coming back. Even on the defensive side of the ball, Dexter McCoyle comes off the sixth game. Like this team is, I don't want to say getting healthy at the right time, but I mean, they kind of are. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether or not, you know, these guys missing time are going to be able to just come right back in and and fill those spots or, you know, maybe they don't play um, play the full complement of snaps, but if it's going to add depth and you're able to do some kind of do some rotating and, and keep guys fresh, I mean, it's going to make your team way better. I mean, your team is better with, you know, Tavares Daniels, Eric Rogers, and Curly Gittins Jr. and Ricky Collins than it is without them. I don't think that's even up for debate. Uh, and, you know, Blake coming back on that offensive line, I mean, that that's huge, uh, especially with that defensive front that Hamilton has. You want a guy that's got the experience, uh, has the, the chemistry with McLeod Bethel-Thompson, calling out his uh, protections and all that stuff on the offensive line. I think that's huge. In the last several weeks, the touchdown to interception ratio, basically since they traded Arbuckle, <laughs> it, it's not been pretty for no. Macbeth. It's three TDs against nine interceptions. What is he, me playing Madden? <laughs> not been a pretty stretch no. for McLeod Bethel Thompson. And the way, well, the, the offensive line for Toronto was getting a little banged up towards the end mm-hmm. of the season there. That, I think, factored into it a lot. Uh, if that Hamilton defensive line is firing on all cylinders, that is going to be the real challenge, I think, for the Argos. Yeah. 100%. I mean, when Arbuckle was there or whoever else, you know, in 2019, I can't even remember, was it James Franklin was there? Yeah, yeah. They they always had another option, right? So if they yeah. didn't like what McLeod Bethel-Thompson was doing, it was it was a quick hook. Uh, now they've got to let him work through stuff. They don't have, like, I mean, yeah, they have Pipkin, but you're not going to throw him in. And, uh, in, in you know, when you're down a score because McLeod at the Thompson's thrown his third pick and your defense is keeping in the game, you're not throwing in your backup quarterback. He's got to work through it. Maybe it makes him better. And, you know, if he can learn from them and they can look at the film and figure it out, and he gets a full training camp as the starter next year, depending on who they sign. Uh, you know, stuff like this. I mean, adversity builds character. So, and, you know, maybe he learns from it, like I said, and becomes a better quarterback. But I think without a safety net there, they didn't really have a lot of options. This is basically a pick em here. Uh... Which is, yeah, nuts. <laughs> Minus one. The Argos were favored by one point. The money line, exact same odds on Bet Regal for both teams. I mean, yeah, don't bet the spread. 
because a it's a push and yeah. the odds are worse. Yeah, bet the money line if you're going to pick a winner. Yeah, absolutely. It's t- it'll save you ten bucks. I just looked at the updated line and they have it at the spread was zero. <laughs> so it's a pick 'em. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, this is going to be a tightly matched game. It's going to be an intense game. Yeah. Now, at the beginning of the year, the Thai Cats were really, they were almost written off. And mm-hmm. they were struggling. They Their offensive line was, they, they lost some veterans in the offseason, and they, they had some injuries early in the season that, that really held them back. And the Thai Cats really, since Thanksgiving, have succeeded against every team other mm-hmm. than the Argos. <laughs> but when you yeah. when you look at it and give it a little bit of closer inspection here, the Ticats s- smashed Ottawa, then they smashed Edmonton. Who, who hasn't? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess the Elks didn't. <laughs> and then they smashed BC, and they smashed a Saskatchewan backup team. Yeah. Uh, on November 20th. And then they did, to their credit, they handled Montreal in the East semifinal and really mm-hmm. didn't let their offense get off the ground. I, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm not sure if the the Ticat offense has come together enough to win them the game. It, it might be on the defense here. I, I think so, too. I mean, they have gotten better. I mean, the continuity yeah. with Masoli back there and a lot of the receivers being healthy. They're, they're using uh, Don Jackson a lot more. Uh, it's it, it's it's gotten better than what we saw at the start of the year where it was, what, three starting quarterbacks in four weeks and everything was just a schmozzle. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that front four, if you they're going to be able to just send four guys and drop eight into coverage. And, you know, my club, Bethel Thompson's not going to have fun with that because those four guys are going to put pressure and he's not going to have a lot of options to throw to. Uh, I, the, I mean, the old adage, defense wins championships. Like we, 2019, I, I, I went against it. You went with you went with the Canadian Mafia, and it, that defense absolutely dominated the Tiger Cats in the Grey Cup. They did. Yep. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't even close, right? Uh, I mean, it, you just look at that defensive front, or that defensive line, even not even the front seven, but just the defensive line for the Tiger Cats, and it's it's not even close in comparison to what the O-line is for the Argos. Not saying that they're not any good. It's just I haven't seen a lot of teams successfully stop those four guys. I I think that the Argos are at their best when they're able to run the ball and when they were able Mm -hmm. to have John White and DJ Foster kind of rolling at the same time. Uh, You look at the game where they beat Winnipeg and – that mm-hmm. was back in August. That was DJ Foster's first game, I believe, for the Argos. Yep. He had ten carries, one hundred and one yards, and a touchdown. Now and ruined everybody's pick yep, on that week, hundred percent. But the Tie Cats have the best rush defense in the Canadian Football League. They've given up eleven hundred and fifteen yards this year. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get Foster and or White going, but I think it's a key. When when guys like Ted Laurent or Jaguar Davis have to take a double team, and then you have, you know, one on one matchups on the rest of your on the rest of your offensive line. There's three linebackers there that are just eyeing up your running back. Like 
you know, if, if you're not going to bring in extra blockers, I just, I don't see how Toronto establishes a run game. Unless they're just going to totally sell out and go for the run and, you know, with jumbo sets and three tight ends and, and stuff like that. But I just don't see that happening. And of course, John White is on the six game injured list. So it would be mm-hmm. uh, maybe AJ Ouellette and uh, DJ Foster. DJ Foster yeah. I, I just don't know how they're going to get it going against mm-hmm. against Hamilton. But big news for the Ticats this week and earlier this season when Braylon Addison was on the field, it looked like it gave that Ticat offense a spark. And it even yeah. affected everybody and else the chemi- on the field. The chemistry with the chemistry yeah. with Masoli too. Even Brandon Banks had more space all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. If he's on the field on Sunday and he, he didn't do it against Montreal but practicing in a limited capacity again this week. They get him on Sunday. That's a that's another another mm-hmm. one that the Argos need to look out for. Right, and it, if he doesn't play, it's pretty easy to to know the game plan that they're going to double team Brandon Banks. Uh, you probably double team if you can Tim White or have help over the top, and then everybody else is in zone or or manned up. Like it's easy to take away the big targets if there's. If you have Addison, White, and Brandon Banks, you can't double cover everybody. It's going to open up so much more room. Uh, you know, it just it just gives Hamilton so many options. And I just think that if if they can get going early and they get out to a two score lead, whether it's a touchdown and a field goal or something like that, it's going to be really hard for Toronto to establish a run game because they're going to be playing from behind. And that 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 defensive line is just I think they're just shut, shut them down. Should say that uh, the practice report has Addison not practicing at all on Thursday. So mm-hmm. we'll put him as questionable slash doubtful uh, for for the Eastern final. I I think one of the X factors with the Argos is uh, Chris Jones. And yeah. we know that he has had plenty of time to prepare for this game. He will have this Argos defense prepared for the Ticats. something up. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see. He's got a toy like uh, like Sean Oakman, you know, playing on the defensive line. Dexter <laughs> you, McCoil. Yeah, and Henock Mwamba. And, yeah. oh, heck, Cordero Law Charleston has Hughes. looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this defense isn't too shabby. Yeah, they just need to make the stops they need to make. It's gonna. Yeah. I think it's going to be bet the under kind of thing. Uh, betting the under sucks. I know. <laughs> I refuse to do it. It's like if I got to bet the under just to get a bet in, it's like I'm not going to bet on this game then because one play and it's over. That's true. But That's true. but it, it it makes perfect sense when you have the guys that Toronto does on defense and with a guy like Chris Jones and Rich Stubler. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, two of probably arguably the best defensive minds we've had in the last 20 years in the CFL. Yeah. I, I, I totally, I, I, I have a really hard time disagreeing with you saying that Toronto's defense could step up. Now, Hamilton's offense, I mean, is full of weapons. They got talent. And we've seen, they've got lots of talent, but it just hasn't come together. And maybe, maybe they, maybe that game against Montreal is kind of like, you know, they're starting to get stuff together there early, but if they can't get it going early and Toronto's able to shut them down, it, it, yeah, it could very well be a twenty-one fourteen game. Like, and 
and two, you don't know what Chris Jones is going to throw at you. Yep. Yep. Uh, with blitz packages and coverages, like it's, it could be an absolute gong show uh, <laughs> for Blake trying to call up protections and, and, you know, and, uh, or sorry, uh, for the center for Hamilton calling up protections and Masoli having to uh, audible out. And, oh, yeah, it's, and, and if there are lots of Argo fans and it's allowed, it's only going to help their defense. Like, yeah, this could, this could be a drag them out, like a, just a drag out fight. Like, it's, it could be, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we had a we had a smaller crowd in Regina last week too, but the the fans that have been showing up, they've been showing up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I have oh, no yeah. doubt could, the radio was unbelievable. <laughs> I have no doubt that whoever shows up at BMO on Sunday, they're going to be showing up. But and now, I mean, this MLB <laughs> lockout can only help the Argos, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back uh, to Skydome for next season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This oh, and I just think that game means a lot to the Argonauts franchise. You've seen Pinball Clemens uh, making the Mm -hmm. media rounds. Uh, He's been with Sid uh, in his new gig. He's been on with Onright on uh, Night at Sportsnet, and that is the value that Pinball brings to the Argos. And I I think they're gonna they're gonna have a nice turnout on Sunday. (laughs) The heavyweight battle (laughs) coming up, (laughs) IG Field here. You want to talk this about is, loud. This is Tyson Holyfield. <laughs> the uh, rider is going to need to try to bite somebody's ear off in about the second quarter, I think. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't say it. <laughs> okay. Bombers, riders. They've played each other twice this year. Bombers winning both games. And if you want to go back to the Western final in 2019, they won that one as well. And mm-hmm. when you just look at the stats, it really stacks against the Riders a lot. Eight and one, uh, the Bombers are against the West Division. Of course, their loss against a Western team was that last game against Calgary when it really didn't matter. The Bombers undefeated at home. They're eight and a half point favorites now, I believe. A lot of it is just pointing in Winnipeg's favor, and I, I think that has to be the mindset of the riders going into it. Nobody expects them to win. Nobody. Uh, no. I, well, maybe their coaches. I mean, my, my, <laughs> yeah, my boss. Um, but yeah, there's no pressure on the riders coming into this game. If they lose, they're going to lose to probably one of the best teams we've seen. Yeah. Like. Uh, I I know that we didn't have a season last year, but I mean, if they win again, I mean, the dynasty word starts to creep in. Uh, I know it's only two, but I mean, still. Uh, but yeah, they got no pressure. Nobody expects them to win. They're, they just got to go out there and play football. And if, yeah, if if they lose, they lose to arguably or probably the Grey Cup champion for twenty twenty one. And if they win, well, it's that's their Grey Cup. Well, I think it was about August when, <laughs> and yeah, right at the beginning of the year, when people saw how well Winnipeg was playing right off the bat, mm-hmm. it was talked about then that this yeah. this Grey Cup is Winnipeg's to lose. Yeah. So the, the pressure is there, and I got to think for a Winnipeg fan and maybe in that city, anything less than a Grey Cup this year 
might be considered a bit of a disappointment. I I 100% agree. And they they got so many guys back. You don't know who's going to stick around after this year. You got you got to win another one here. Yeah. The Banjo Bowl was a 33 to 9 loss for the Riders if you remember that game Cody Fajardo got he got knocked out and uh mm-hmm. was taken out of the game. So at halftime it was 12-9 Bombers. Uh, and then the Riders got shut out in the second half where the Bombers put up 21 Isaac points. Isaac Parker got thrown to the Wolves. Yep. And then if you if you look at Labor Day, it was 23-8, to uh, a win for, for the Bombers. It was 8-7 Saskatchewan at halftime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Bombers scoring 16 points in the second half. So the Riders have not scored any second-half points against the Bombers this Has anybody? year. <laughs> not many not Against many the starters anyway <laughs> that is uh that is the thing and you just gotta say Fajardo threw four interceptions against Calgary if he does that again there's no chance <laughs> yeah exactly Winnipeg will capitalize on that their first in turnover yeah. ratio plus 18 they're first in points off of turnovers. You cannot, and I, I still you don't. You can't think, pass against them. You can't rush against them. Like, like I still don't think that the the bomber offense is really all that scary. But no, they, they can control the clock with yeah with that's scary in a way though. Yeah, like they're not they're not explosive. Right. They're not really that fancy. They just get the job done. They're they're not going to... Smash mouth. Yeah. They're not going to pop 50 points on you with 500 passing yards. (laughs) This is just not the way they're going to do it. Uh, They're having... They're controlling the ball for over half the game on average. Saskatchewan under half a game. That's an area where they've Mm -hmm. struggled. Weird when you don't give the ball to your running back. Yeah. It's 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 just it, this game, and I, I think this has to do with all the playoff football. It's more of a feeling, and the Riders need to have that belief in them and just play loose. But easier said oh, I, than done. I've lost that loving feeling. <laughs> easier said than done, because the Riders 100%. are dealing with some issues right now uh, off the field. I mean, that whole Luches Purifoy story. <laughs> what are we doing? I have here? No idea what. I I have no idea. Honestly, I, I kind of look, I'm like, so there's no story here. But, I mean, good for the riders, I, I think, for getting ahead of it in, instead yeah. of it, you know, leaking out onto social media and growing and festering that way. So, yeah. props to the they, riders. They put it out before Rod Peterson could, so that's even better. Yeah, yeah. So, Purifoy ended up being detained after a disturbance at a restaurant in Regina, from what the stories say, it's like he kind of was trying to cool down the temperature. Of, I mean, when you're waiting 45 minutes for a burger, is that acceptable? But I mean, <laughs> game day after a big win. Oh man, I mean, you're waiting about an hour, an hour and a half for a Papa Burger at the Albert Street A and W. So, hundred percent, you're wait, you're waiting an hour just to get a waitress at the Humpties. <laughs> Yeah, and you're just waiting for a water. Man. 
Yeah. <laughs> or a Vico. The, uh, the, the right. <laughs> hey, Vico. <laughs> I, was, wait, I was like, how did you miss that? <laughs> Man, I missed the Vico punch cards I had in elementary school. Oh, that was awesome. Man, it's <laughs> the best. Uh, Riders are dealing with some injuries to some key players. Uh, Jay Dearborn, the the safety. We saw in the West Semi that Eli uh, Buka had to come in and play safety. Dearborn might be mm-hmm. done for the year with a shoulder injury. And then yeah. what, Ty? As of Thursday, Duke Williams, Micah Tights weren't practicing? Yeah, they did not practice Thursday, uh, that is not good news. Uh, if you're a Ryder fan or have bet on them, if you're uneducated. <laughs> but, I mean, the Dearborn is a big loss. Uh, Duke, huge target. Tights all over the field, it seems, on defense. Like, those are three real big losses. And not to mention, they haven't said who, but there is a staffer that can't make the trip. So from what I gathered, it wasn't a coordinator. Okay, so it might just be equipment staff or or something like that. But, I mean, Dickinson said the team knew about it the whole time. So, I mean, it was one of those things that they were prepared for. So it's not that uh, upsetting to the balance of a team so much. Uh, So, I mean, that you can kind of throw out a little bit. But, I mean, those, those losses are huge, though, on the... Especially on the defense. Like, I mean, Duke being out, I I don't like it. Uh, it kind of sucks for the offense. He's a big target. But, I mean, tights and Dearborn on that defensive side of the ball, I think, uh, are going to be bigger than people think. Well, the Duke one, it's just more... If sig- doesn't play. Well, because if Duke doesn't play and Shaq Evans hasn't been going, yeah. then what? Justin McKinnis didn't practice. Yeah. I I think so. We're we're going down the depth chart here. Like I, I think Duke is really they they need him to play now. Apparently it's turf yeah. toe. Uh, I don't know that, if he'll be sprain. Tape it up. Yeah, shoot it, it up. Maybe Pour he'll it be ready. Off, to, it, it'll be cold enough. Oh yeah, he won't feel it after <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> because the way Shaq Evans has been uh, involved in the offense lately. Man, and Duke was so key in that fourth quarter drive that the Riders engineered against Calgary. Uh, that doesn't happen without him. So yeah. they they yep. need him going Sunday in the West Final. They need a, they need everybody on offense going. Yeah, absolutely. The one to watch for the Bombers is Andrew Harris. Mm-hmm. He's going to play, isn't he? Hundred percent. Yeah. I, I I read some articles saying he hasn't practiced in public for weeks. I'm thinking he might have been taking some reps during some closed practices. <laughs> this is it's it's Michael Shea. Like that's what they're for. <laughs> yeah, it, he didn't need to play the last three weeks of the season. So yep. why would you put him in? Yep. Why would you risk that? Keep him healthy. He's not going to get banged up in practice. There's no contact. You know, he come in at 100. percent not as dinged up, and they 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 have Oliveira. They have you know backups that can. They're not going to screw with the ratio, and they can go in. And if something happens in the course of the game, if Harris starts, I mean they're they're not they're not shooting themselves in the foot by putting him in this lineup. So I I, I think that he's going to play 
I think he's 100% going to play uh, just because they know the like they know it's a winner go home. I think they win without him, but I think they're going to play him, and you know they might sit him for the second half if they're up big enough. Who knows? Harris uh, practiced in full on Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday and Veteran Day. Yeah, I think so. We'll see how the weather evolves here because as of right now, minus seven on Winnipeg in Winnipeg uh, for the West yeah. Final chance of snow. But the Monday high was minus twenty one. <laughs> it could have been uh, quite the West Final for that one. I want to mention this stat that uh, John Hodge shared on uh, Twitter. Mm -hmm. Out of the past 33 Western finals, the host has lost 19 of them, which is quite a remarkable stat. I I don't know what drives that or it's the bye week. Yeah. And the momentum winning the semi, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, Winnipeg hasn't played a meaningful football game in what five weeks <laughs> since October. Yeah, yeah. Like it, that to see that number, it seems glaring. But you think about it, and it it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch. The Ryder defensive line is top notch, but they're against a top notch offensive line. The Bombers have a top notch defensive line against a not so top notch offensive line for the riders they were making a lot of substitutions in and out throwing in more fullbacks and extra offensive linemen against calgary i'm guessing they'll be doing much of the same here against winnipeg Mm -hmm. and maybe they're going to try to win this thing with uh, special teams again because (laughs) that seems like a really good idea (laughs) well in the west semifinal uh it was true where special teams actually Mm -hmm was a third of the game, and that won it for the Riders. Uh, I mean, look. They also got lucky with the best kicker missing three field goals. Well, and uh, Brett Lawther, the best onside kicker in the, the CFL, maybe they should do that every kickoff. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Every kickoff. <laughs> Rider offense needs to stay on the field. I don't know how they do it. But that is the key to the West Final, I think. Yeah, it, it's going to be whoever controls the, the clock better. Yep, yep. And can cap. They got to capitalize. So you can control the clock all you want. You have to score points. We have the fifty-sixth Vanier Cup happening this weekend. The University of Saskatchewan Huskies taking on the Western Mustangs. Now, I thought that the Huskies would lose to Montreal. We all did. So, I mean, I think they're going to lose to Western. But nope. they're they're on a roll. They're like butter. Here we go. Yeah, I'll be watching that Vanier Cup on Saturday. That is going to be yeah. that's going to be awesome in Quebec City. Okay, now last week we kind of zoomed over the fantasy numbers, uh, at least the results. <laughs> I I'm just shocked. Cody Fajardo was one of the top quarterbacks, and the difference was. His rushing yards. He ran for 89 yards. Yeah. Can he do that and against a touchdown? Yeah. Can he do that against yeah. Winnipeg? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's your fantasy lineup looking like? Um, so you're going to figure out my bet here pretty quick <laughs> uh, for the East Final, but I have Jeremiah Mazzoli, Don Jackson, Jalen Acklin, Poppy White, and the Tiger Cats defense. Whoa. I have $286 <laughs> left over. 
Okay, so I got a bit of a mix with mine. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have any tie cats at all, well, actually. There's only two games, so I mean. <laughs> my, my quarterback, the law firm, I'm going all double blue. Let's go. McLeod Bethel Thompson, Andrew Harris is my running back. DeVaris Daniels is uh, paired up with MBT. Paul McRoberts for the Riders made a couple nice catches in the West Semi. Might be relied on if Duke can't go. His practice... Yeah, but half your half your roster has a red cross next to it on the app. <laughs> well, so. you know that Devaris had the last game of the week off, and Harris yeah. is getting I eight guess. vet weeks in a row. And I got the Argos defense. There we go. $261 left. I don't like the McLeod Bethel Thompson. Neither do I, but I only have four quarterbacks to pick from, so give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> and he ain't picking Zach Kalaros. <laughs> I wanted to be consistent with who I'm picking to win the games. I'm going Winnipeg mm-hmm. and Toronto straight up. Who are you going with? Winnipeg Hamilton. Rematch of 2019. Yep. Same result? Yep. Oh, baby. I can't believe it. I'm almost losing my voice, so we need to end the show. I've had a very long day. <laughs> <laughs> That's understated. Episode. Or 300 of two and out is coming out next week. Uh, we had, we crossed the 200,000th uh, download plateau or milestone. And then and somebody tweeted out, I thought this show was way more popular. I'm like, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> yeah, we, I was going to bring that up. We get a, we get a tweet from <laughs> Dylan, the real Dilly Zed. He's like, I thought this show was more popular than this. <laughs> Well, start retweeting episodes, Dylan. <laughs> is that a is that a back? I don't know. Is that a backhanded compliment or is it? I didn't know whether to like it or say f you. Well, Brazilian ties, mom, start downloading on more devices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They could barely figure out how to get their e health records. <laughs> oh, don't get me. You're gonna get me all fired up for golf, and oh. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, the beauty is you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you choose Park Power, you're choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a great fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Enjoy the Canadian football this weekend with the Vanier Cup and the East and West Finals. We'll talk to you on Monday when we're officially in Grey Cup Week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.